The chat is brought to you by Moffat Aqua Systems of Greensburg and Aqua Systems of Columbus. Welcome to the chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation. And we can't wait for you to hear this episode of The Chat Podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for the Republic newspaper. The Chat Podcast originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org. Welcome to the chat. I'm stepping out, out of the boat for the Savior. Welcome, everyone, to the chat. I am coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from its website. The chat is also available on Google and Apple Podcasts, also Spotify. Our program is a little bit different today. I'm actually chatting with Marilyn and Joe German. I think as a Christian married couple, They have a lot to teach the rest of us about having a godly, not perfect, but godly marriage. And so today we're going to step out of what we normally do with just one person and talk to Marilyn and Joe. Marilyn is a rug maker and designer, and Joe is owner of Federal Industrial Sales Corporation. He's a sales rep and distributor for his company. We'll be right back with the chat. Welcome back to the chat. Today I'm chatting with Marilyn and Joe German. Marilyn is a rug maker and designer, and Joe is a sales rep for his company, Federal Industrial Sales Corporation. Welcome to the chat. Good to be here. (laughs) Yes, good to be here. Will you tell us how long you've been married and how you met? Well, we've been married for 52 years, and we met in college at Kentucky Wesleyan College in Woodsboro, Kentucky. Met in the cafeteria a long time ago. <laughs> How many years ago was that, did you say? Well, that, we've been married 52 years, but uh, that was three years before that. So, okay. So we've known each other 55. Okay. Marilyn, will you tell us about your work? My work, well, I was an art major at in college, and, and I've always loved art, and my parents always encouraged me with that. When I first came to Columbus, I actually worked in advertising, uh, doing art in the local newspaper here. So my art has just kind of continued through my life through just, uh, and Joe has always encouraged me to use the talent that God gave me. And so that kind of led to doing calligraphy and the rug making has actually just happened in the last 15 years. We've had that small home business. Joe, what about your work? Uh, family business. It was started by my father and my mother back in 1950. And my brother and I joined the business after we were in college and after we got out of the military. 
And we've been doing this. Started out as a manufacturer's rep agency. My deaf father started, and my brother came in. We started a distributor where we distribute parts and, and sell to people like Cummins Engine and other OEM type companies. And uh, it's been continued since then. And we've now got a nephew that's in the business with us. So in the meantime, we also started a business where we manufacture cremation urns, mm. and uh, uh, we sell to various funeral directors over the country okay okay so that got you started and then right but i you know i see that how god put us together because with what i'm doing now joe is the salesperson and the business person part of the rug business that we started together and i can still do my artwork and that's that's the extent of my uh part of it and he really does the advertising the sales the ordering of materials and everything that i really do not it's not part of of how god made me so but it is you know i see how that you know enters in a lot being able to to work together Mm. will you tell us your testimony joe let's start with you your testimony well i was my family were Methodist and very active and very deeply into the Methodist church and spiritual. I just, you know, was born into it and raised with it and really didn't become the kind of Christian I should be. I still haven't. I'm still working on it. But I always was raised to kind of think, you know, just keep my nose clean and stay out of the way of the Lord. He will take care of me. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed in college. I'd taken different courses in Bible. Also, uh, I was in Bible study fellowship and that type of thing. But I became active in the Emmaus movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a growing thing all my life. Mm-hmm. Marilyn, what about you? What's your testimony? Yes, grew up in a family that knew the Lord uh, as their Savior. And, and they grew in their relationship. And I saw that. And then when I was nine years old, some neighbors invited me to Billy Graham that was, uh, that was in Louisville, Kentucky, where I grew up. And that was the first time I can remember saying I wanted the Lord Jesus is my Savior, came into my life then. And, uh, well, we have grown. You know, I can see where I did not have discipleship growing up. But then in later on, I had people that came into my life, Joe being one, that just helped me grow closer to the Lord and really make my uh, commitment to him real, personal, and just transformational. As a couple, what does your relationship with Jesus look like? How does he fit into your marriage? I'd say it's everything's around him because we teach together fifth and sixth graders at church on Sunday mornings. Everything we do, we're in the Emmaus community together. We've always done things like that together that are uh, spiritual. And every night for dinner, we pray together. That times when we pray together, that's a main part of our prayer life that way. Would you say that it's central to your marriage? Yes, absolutely. That it, you know, began that way with Joe and I talk about it, that our relationship was a covenant that we made before Christ and with Christ at the center. And that, you know, we intentionally are seeking him individually and then also together. We talk about that. We study not always together you know we all we do it in in our own ways he's central (laughs) as a follower of christ has god given you a passion or a special interest for anything normally when we come to know him he puts a desire or an interest in some particular area 
that he wants us to minister to. What about you? As a couple, has he given you a common passion? Taking courses and master's degree in theology, I enjoy Bible study and really, really digging into the, I'm more interested in the historical theology. And I, it's, it's, I really like to take as many courses and read as many books as I can that are on the historical Jesus and the historic religious end of Christianity. It's been a passion, I guess, of mine to do that mm-hmm. and uh, hope to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. What passion has he given you, Marilyn? Yes, and knowing Christ and knowing him more deeply through his word, through others, that, and through Joe, you know, the, both of us seeking him in in his word and and in study prepare us to be able to share it with others and so i would say that's my passion is to come alongside others that maybe just new believers are struggling with their faith or just need someone point them to christ in what situation that they may be in at the time really being relational to them and showing the importance of our relationship with christ it sounds like Jesus was skin on yes. that both of you have a passion to know his word, whether it's historical or or but then being able to turn that around and use it to help others who either are struggling or to know Christ better. Is that sound about right? Yes. I think coming background of people that were in the sales area of sales always, I look at Jesus as a product to sell. And in mm. order to sell that product, you've got to know that product, live with it, and be with it. I always say that there, Jesus had a lot of followers, but he only had the 12 disciples. And the difference being is the disciples lived with Jesus. And in order to be a disciple, I think you have to live with Jesus. I like that correlation of being a salesperson of Jesus. Yeah, I like that. I haven't heard anyone use that in that way, but certainly it is true. It is true. What's an area or two where God is working in your marriage to make it more like God intends marriage to be? Or do you have a perfect marriage? <laughs> no. <laughs> the marriage kind of developed philosophy that you got to start every day new. And then that's the way you got to do it in a marriage. No matter what happened the day before, you've got to start the new and new to start the next day new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marilyn? Yeah, I think, you know, God <laughs> has such grace with us. And so I think, you know, part of learning, praying to be more like him, that we have to have a lot of grace with each other. And, and Joe has a lot of grace with me in the differences the way God made us. And, you know giving him talents that I don't have, but I, but can, um, you know, by putting a, the two of us together, he has, uh, he's, he's shown us not only his grace in our marriage and, and working things out, whatever the situation. And like Joe said, you know, starting anew, um, not holding on to things that maybe we saw our imperfections with each other. But, you know, loving the way that the Lord loves us, and that is unconditionally and with bundles of grace. Mm, A lot of grace mixed in there. And I think it's true for any couple. Mm. The things that you're talking about that is going on in your marriage, that also is going on in other marriages as well. We've uh, 
had a lot of experience over the years working with our youth groups and that type of thing and in the Chrysalis movement in Emmaus. And mm. uh, we've been called upon to do the marriage oh. talk in that uh-huh. uh, retreat. One thing I always say is to young people, if, you know, when you're thinking about marriage, you ought to have to be able to go through Jesus to get to the person you want to get. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing on a test you should have to pass is to go through Jesus and get to that person. Mm-hmm. How many years have you been involved in Chrysalis? Oh, gosh, since it started back about 30 years ago. 30 years. Yeah. Wow, that's wonderful. You have taken the time mm-hmm. to work with teenagers to give them the example or to know what it is that God expects and wants to do with and for them. This is great, Joe and Marilyn. Good to have heard what you have to say about your testimony and how God is working in your marriage. We have to take a short break, but we'll be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat, and I'm chatting with Marilyn and Joe German, and we've been talking about their testimony and about their marriage and them being uh, married for 50-some years. And now I'd like to ask you to the question. There's a, a theme song for our program that's called Stepping Out. And in the song, we learned that, you know, God wants us to step out of the boat, rely upon him totally in faith and something he asks us to do has god asked you to as a couple to step out of the boat in faith during your marriage i think that one of the things that joe and i had had early on in our marriage thought we would wait to have children and we did allowed us to uh, to do that and then there came a point where we decided we thought that it was time for us to start planning and have a family. Really, you know, sought the Lord in that. And and I can even remember early prayer group just asking them to do that as well as it went along. And we did not become pregnant. We sought some medical from both sides for each of us. And so during that time, it was a testing just to trust the Lord. And it was at the beginning when there were different things coming out to help with being infertile, you know, finding out or getting aids to do that. But Joe and I decided, the two of us, uh, to wait on the Lord and to see what his plan was for our family. So it was a time of stepping out of the boat because every where we turn, you know, friends, family, we're having more children, and and we kept asking. And so that would be one area where I think early, mid, you know, part of our early part of our marriage, really, that, that we really had to step out and trust him for our family. That sounds like that would have been a tough one. Was it tough, Joe? Especially, I would think, since you love kids, you love to work with teenagers, and the fact that you stepped out of the boat, you were trusting God to provide you with children of your own. And so when it was all said and done, how do you feel about making that decision back then now? I guess 
It's 21. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we saw that more and more um, as, you know, as the years went by and, you know, it became a time where it truly would have been a miracle <laughs> to uh, mm-hmm. for me to become pregnant. And, mm-hmm. and we, you know, and the doctors could not tell us anything that was preventing it. We just knew that it was God's hand and trusted him and accepted his part of making our lives without having children of our own. Let's talk about your prayer life. Do you pray together? Every evening at dinner time, yes. Do both of you? How's, how's that work when you pray together? Well, we have a long prayer list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it keeps, seems to get longer on that we pray and our concerns and that type of thing. Okay. Do both of you pray? Do you take turns praying? How's, how's that work? Well, Joe's usually the leader in this, and I, and that you know works for us really well. So he leads out the prayer, and you know the list is one that you know we both contribute to. We pray for mm-hmm. for uh, clarity. We pray for uh, mission resource. We pray for our church together and different things that we know that are going on and needs there and then family friends and then friends of friends and and Mm -hmm. family of family and and so so the list is long but it is a joint um you know prayer time for us so at supper time that's when the two of you do your praying as a couple Yes. I'm a Matthew 6, 6 man. I have to, you know, go off and be on my own, really concentrate on prayer, not be distracted or my mind. I travel a lot in my job between towns here in Indiana and cities, and I find myself doing that in the car. Mm -hmm. I find that to be the times when I'm alone Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. prayer. That's when you have your own personal prayer time uh, separate from your Mm -hmm. praying with Marilyn. Mm -hmm. What about you, Marilyn? Do you have a prayer time for just you? That's usually first thing in the morning. Thankfully, I've had the message from a couple of pastors that I can, that, you know, telling about their personal uh, prayer life and encouraging that when their feet hit the ground, that start praying and uh, seeking Jesus their lives so it's just a beginning of the day type thing for me and then praying for have a list of praying for others do you find that in having your separate prayer times that when you come together in the evening time and pray as a couple do you pray for any of the same things that you've already prayed during the day definitely we're usually sharing Mm -hmm. what we're praying for even you know or adding to you know to our prayers at at supper time if some occurrences or prayer requests that we've received and so we share in those whatever we're praying you know we know what each other are praying for get updated yes yes and that's such a great time to do that Mm. i would think you've both been separate during the day doing your own thing and then in the evening time when you come together uh, to mix that in with your supper and and other things that you talk about. Are there any prayers that you pray specifically for your marriage and for your spouse? Oh, definitely. When there's something something bothering each other or something bothering that affects us physically or mm-hmm. spiritually. Yeah. 
Likewise, I, you know, I, part of my prayer is praying for Joe, and, and I have a heads-to-toe um, prayer list that, you know, help me focus on what he may be going through. Mm. I, don't all, I don't know all the things that, that he's going to face when he goes, you know, off to the office or off to, to some business call, but um, pray for him for whatever that is. Mm. If God could answer only one prayer for each of you, what would it be? I, I pray for patience a lot. That's mm-hmm. what I my problem is a lot most of the time. It's what mm-hmm. I'm in need of is patience mm-hmm. and uh, that type of thing. And I pray for her to have clear message from God. Mm-hmm. Marilyn? Uh, part of life that have the strength to keep glorifying him in, in whatever way he leads us uh, as a couple and, and individually um, to be willing to um, be transformed even at our age pursuing him. What does your devotion time look like as a couple? Do you have, I know you pray together, but do you have a devotion time in there during the day? You know, I mean, we've got our own things that we're studying and the Mm -hmm. things that we're, you know, meditating on. Do you have a life's verse? Personally, one that I remember early on in Bible study um, in studying God's Word, it was Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. You trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And he's been faithful to keep that in my heart and mind uh, no matter what, what we're doing. What about you, Joe? Well, I've had several. It's according to what's going on sure, <laughs> at the time. Sure, sure. And my first time at leadership at Emmaus, my, they asked for a verse on Philippians 3.10. Yeah, know him. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Are you reading a certain book of the Bible right now? Mainly Philomen, because that's what the, our church is doing mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. It's it's the basis for the sermons. Reading that and reading when when we do a book, do a lot of reference materials, do interpretations and different theological on that. You want to know the background, don't yes. you? Yes. <laughs> what about you, Marilyn? Are you studying a certain book of the Bible right now? Um, right now, yes. I, um, I'm doing a study with a friend on Rahab, and so we're in Joshua, and just that scarlet horde that God's teaching us about, about that and how God can use anyone, <laughs> and uh, just the example of Rahab and how, how she trusted God without really knowing him too well at first. It sounds like God is leading each of you on your own path. As far as what you're studying in scripture and that sort of thing, you're working with Ahab and you're working in your direction. So that that would be interesting for discussion between you, I would think. And that's what we usually do is whatever we're studying, we'll we'll talk or whatever devotional. Joe has a a favorite devotional that he he is and I'm and he's always saying, hey, read this Uh and likewise have um, devotion, different devotional, you know, so that we can share with each other Mm -hmm. um, what God's teaching us in that as well. That would add a richness to your home and your relationship, I would think. That would just be something that not many other couples do, is talk about what they're learning from Scripture and how God is using it and and speaking to you. Do you have a favorite biblical account? One of my favorites was uh, uh, Ruth Mm -hmm. in in 
her dedication and things she did. The other one, is, I was always impressed with Rahab. My first men's Bible study I did at a church was on David, and it was on a weekly study. Of course, it took a year to do that. Mm-hmm. And David, there's more written about David in the Bible than there is Jesus. So mm-hmm. I think God had a intention for us, not so much as a men- David as a mentor, as much as a dealing as, as an individual, as a human being, Mm-hmm. and his flaws and in his things he did right and the things he did wrong. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> Probably a lot of uh, favorites, but one of one of mine, and, I, and I, I can see how God used it, has used it in my life, was Hannah and Hannah's persevering in prayer and seeing God fulfilling what she prayed for through uh, a lot of crying out to him in a deeper way that, you know, I think he wants all of us to be willing to just cry out for him with with whatever is in our heart. I'm enjoying our conversation, Joe and Marilyn. We've got to stop and take a break. So let's do that. And we'll be right back with the chat. We're back with the chat, and I'm speaking with Marilyn and Joe German. And before we go on to the next thing I'd like to talk to you about, which is mentoring, I'd like to ask you one more question about your study of Scripture. Do you have a favorite man, Joe, and Marilyn, favorite woman in Scripture? I'd probably jump around and have a favorite at a time, but Boaz, listening to her study, he impressed me as a, you know, kind of a man that would man's man that and the way he treated women was good and a person of wise and spiritual back mm-hmm. Marilyn would say mary the mother of jesus she trusted god and her words of saying nothing is impossible with god and i think that is fully trusting him when we can say that we can believe that he can do anything that that his character that he wants to do all good yeah. for us i think mary would be one that stands out if you're like me and most other men and women you have a favorite one at this time and Mm -hmm. in two weeks you've got another favorite one because god has used that person in your life or you've learned from that person or whatever so but mary and boaz two stellar characters in scripture that we learn about have you had a mentor each of you have you had a first a couple's mentor and individual mentors I've had several based on different things. I've had spiritual mm-hmm. and I've had business mentors and, you know, people that are affected my life and everything. And the old thing of where I think every man needs a Paul, every man needs a Barnabas, and every mm-hmm. man needs a Timothy. And you need a Timothy to mentor and need a Barnabas as a friend that will tell you when you're wrong and what you needs to tell you and what not back off telling the truth. And, of course, Paul was a mentor to the to Timothy. Yes. Marilyn? Um, yes, I would say I've I've had mentor can name them. They I, at the time I don't know that they knew that what an influence they were being on on me. Um, but Twyla, Martha, Carol, uh, Nancy, Janet were early on women that just really came alongside me and um, and discipled me. Have you worked with another? Couple was it? Were there any couples along the way that influenced you? 
I know that there were, and I think that makes it even more evident the importance that, that they were in our our lives because I think, you know, young couples are always watching to see how your marriage is, especially when they're when they're first married. So I know that that was something we watched. We we watched our parents and how their marriages and how they they came together in different situations. So yes, I think, you know, we had mentors, but we early on saw the importance of that younger people coming behind us. <laughs> Have you been mentors to others? Any couples, individuals, where has God used what you learned from mentors to lead others? Yeah, we uh, mentored some couples in our former church and worked with them. And Some were good and some were not. <laughs> I don't know how to judge our mentoring, but we tried. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Marilyn, I know that you have mentored several women along the way. What has that been like for you? Um, very humbling for me because it God has just has thankfully put them directly in my path and had them come to me. So it was very humbling, and I can be very honest with them to tell them, you know, where I fail and why, um, you know, the importance of having Christ in the center of my life and that I'm still learning. And also in our marriage, when we've come alongside married couples, is that we've we've tried to be very honest with them in our failings and the fact that we cannot do it without Christ as the center in making him the priority and then making our um, our spouses the next priority that we see a lot of times that we put like children or our careers or anything ahead of our spouses after Christ first and then our spouses, that that's when our marriages can't really grow and we can't grow together. So that's that's been a real humbling, a freedom to speak about the truth and, you know, encourage them to study God's word and, and all of, and together and praying. And Joe, I know that you have mentored other men. What's that like? It's mainly, I've, it's been youth. And when I was in college, I was a sociology major originally. As a senior project, I started a program I used by fraternity brothers, and there was a boys' home in Owensboro, Kentucky. And I line, would line up these guys to uh, spend a day, We usually on a Saturday or something, go and spend a day matching up boy with one fraternity brother. And they'd go do something together, or we'd do it as a whole group, you know, go over there and play sports of some kind with them and take them to a movie or something like that and mentor do a youth mentoring thing and after i graduated and came we got married and i came back home here i uh, was very close friends with uh, judge lineberger and he asked me to help and we started a with grizz baker was a juvenile officer at the time and we started a mentoring program uh, called volunteers and probation for these teenagers and we what we would do is a one-on-one type thing most teenagers that we would do were the first time offenders were on what they called unofficial probation and we meet with them once a week and do things and uh, one of the programs took them over to the federal prison prison over at Terre Haute and they did a they had that scared straight program going that was impressive and it worked straightened a lot of young men out and young women later on I was on the volunteer 
other officer on the sheriff's department works sometimes with family and youth type thing on that. It sounds like the two of you realize how important it is that you be mentors to couples and to you women, Marilyn, and men, you, Joe. So not everyone gets that. Not everyone is willing to be a mentor. But I know that, I personally know that the two of you have made a great impact uh, in the community of Columbus on Christians and how uh, you have poured your life into them to help them to grow in their relationship with Christ. I know that as Christians, we all have struggles along the way. God has a lot of things he wants to teach us. What about you two? What has been a time of discouragement or a struggle that you've had to deal with in your faith walk as a couple? We've uh, both had families that have had problems and uh, divorce and other things helped with the nephews and nieces and mm-hmm. thing. We have half a dozen godchildren mm-hmm. <laughs> we've worked with over the years and sure. that type of thing. And I think every family has their problems. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just different mm-hmm. problems. Yeah, each generation, um, their problems may dif- be different. However, God wants to use each of them. Are there any that you can think of, Marilyn, that have been especially hard for you? know that seeing others struggle and um, I think that those times are the hardest and that we have to Joe and I seek God in those situations it's so human of us and we are very human and and sinners that we want to try to fix it seeking counsel when we we have someone that that through mental illness in our family that is um, we know that God is the only one that that can fix them and so learning to to surrender <laughs> to God, uh, that person, and handing you know them over to the the one that loves them even more than we do. So I think those those learning struggles, been able to face together because my siblings are one of Joe's that we we both love them and um, like they're our siblings too. When we see them struggle, just um, seeking God for their salvation or for clear thinking and a mind that bring them out of the darkness that they're in. Sounds like you have a great amount of compassion for those who are struggling. And don't you think because you've had your own struggles and just thinking about infertility and how difficult that was for you and how you can now relate to others who have the same difficulty and the compassion that you have. Is there a song that God has used in your life and you believe would be good for the listeners to listen to today that will encourage them and that will point them to Christ? Is there one? We both love gospel music, contemporary music, the the old hymns and everything. Joe and I particularly was People Need the Lord uh, because we know how much we need the Lord. Praising Him for opening our eyes to freedom that He can give us. So that's the one we, Steve Green song. Let's listen to this song now. People Need the Lord. Every day I can see it in their eyes 
Empty people filled with care Headed who knows where On they go
In closing, I'd like to give you a couple of minutes to say something to our listeners that will uplift them, that will encourage them in their walk with Christ. Has the Lord laid anything on your heart? The Lord laid uh, has laid on both our hearts, and you know you kind of talked about it before that we just see the importance of having someone to walk alongside us. Joe and I, and I have had that in our lives, so it becomes even more important that we have to lay down our pride sometimes to reach out to someone and ask them for help. And so I've seen that being taught through that, through a ministry called Revive Our Heart for women, especially. But it's not just for women. The Lord, you know, wants us to have those relationships first with him and then with others. So I think that the thing that just is on our hearts is to be able to glorify him in showing people the the freedom, the fullness, and the fruitfulness that they can have in their lives. And um, that can only be through the Lord working in our life and then what we can uh, come alongside to point people to the Word and to prayer and to, to being that fruitful people that He wants us all to be to His glory. So as a couple, the importance of you living your walk of faith in front of others that will point them to Jesus, and that sounds so important, so important. As a counselor, to say that there are not very many couples who are willing to help others come along other couples. There are some, certainly, but not enough to help point other couples to you who truly are walking a life of faith, doing their best to serve Jesus and allow him to use them in the lives of others. So what you're saying there, Marilyn, the fact that he wants to help, God wants to help everyone who wants to follow him and live for him. Joe, will you pray with us? Dear Lord, we just uh, thankful for the ministry here and NIDA's ministry overall. And we just ask that you be with us and with NIDA and the people out there now that may be listening, that every answer is in you, Lord, and every answer is from Jesus. Look into the life of Christ and the life of Christians and the history of it. That Know that you've always been there. You always will be there. They don't have to go up in the sky. They don't have to go anywhere, but be within themselves and tap into you, Lord, and have your understanding and have your grace. Thank you, Marilyn and Joe, for coming today. I've enjoyed this. I have to say, you're my first couple, and no better examples of Christ could I have uh, chosen or could the Lord have chosen for you to be here today. Thank you, too, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.